31 thoughts per minute or one thought every other second. Isn't that crazy? So roughly you're thinking every other second you're thinking when you're awake and conscious. That in of itself sounds like overthinking, does it not? Like that's a lot of thoughts. everybody and welcome to vibing out with texany i'm your host with the most texany aka mr world vibe and what we have here is a community to give local voices a public platform of shared ideas knowledge and perspectives so welcome back to the mind body soul series that i do every week to make sure that we have methods of sustainable growth in these three areas mind body and soul I think this is the best way to look at growth in your life in these three areas. As long as you're focusing on these three areas, most things will fall into one of these three categories. It's amazing if you are able to place all the things you do, all the things that work for you, all the areas you need need to focus on in mind, body, or soul. promise you you're going to have that kind of structure where you can actually focus on your growth in a sustainable way. So as a holistic growth coach, I love doing this. I love talking about mind, body, soul. And for me, the mind is actually low key. It's like my favorite place because I think I'm the strongest in the mind. I think my mindset is the strongest in terms of comparing that to my body, my soul. So I'm passionate. I'm compelled to talk about this topic of overthinking the positives and negatives. So shout out to the community. Okay, the community gave me this idea, this suggestion of a topic this week. And I can relate. I know all about overthinking. I'm a human being. I think... I think we all overthink. I mean, is that fair to say that we've all had days where we uh, overthought things before? Yeah, pretty fair to say. I mean, I don't think a day goes by where we don't have at least a thought or two. It's, It's a human condition to just overthink at times of our lives. So much happens in this world, in this life. And yeah, we're gonna fall victim to overthinking. I know I said in the title, the positives and negatives, but I actually wanna talk about the negatives first because I think... There's way more negatives to overthinking than there are positives, but we'll get into it. And I want to go through my experience. Like I said, of course, I've I've overthought before. Of course, I overthink. Only thing is, I didn't want to overthink this podcast. I didn't want to sit on it for too long. I didn't want to think I had to make so many notes. I have some a few notes here, but not too much, not too little. I kind of just want to speak and let this podcast flow. So I really hope you enjoy this one. If you enjoyed, make sure you share it with somebody. That's how we grow as, as a community. When you share the episode with somebody, whether you uh, screenshot it, screenshot the episode on your phone as you listen, tag me on Instagram at vibingoutwt so other people can see the podcast. Make sure you're subscribed. So many ways to support this community and any way you support, I appreciate you so much. Okay, so let's talk about this. Um Let's start with the negatives. I know in the title it says the positives and negatives, but let's start with the negatives first. I think the biggest, most obvious negative outcome of overthinking, I'm sure you already know what I'm going to say, anxiety, stress, depression. These, you can say mental health conditions, but honestly, at this point, I truly believe everyone in this entire world who has a life that is not so easy. No, even if your life is easy, 
you most people i think will experience one of these conditions anxiety stress or depression at some point in their lives so i don't even like to call them mental health conditions because it's i think they're just human conditions at this point i think they're only mental health problems when they're so bad they severely affect your life having anxiety doesn't mean your life's going to be terrible having some stress doesn't mean your life's going to be terrible you know being in a state of depression for a little bit doesn't mean your life's going to go down the drain forever so i think these human conditions come from negatively from the negatives of overthinking so it's it's true and I, and i think overthinking is something we all do i you've probably heard this the average amount of thoughts we have per day i was looking into this because different studies different people say different amounts i've seen on the internet as low as 6000 thoughts per day which is still a crazy amount of thoughts to as high as 70000 thoughts we can have per day i took the average of the two let's say about 30000 is in between if you're up for 16 hours of the day then you would have 31 thoughts per minute or one thought every other second isn't that crazy so roughly you're thinking every other second you're thinking when you're awake and conscious that in of itself sounds like overthinking does it not like that's a lot of thoughts and not every thought is going to be negative or positive it might be in between it might be one or the other so imagine if you're having a bunch of positive thoughts that's great that's great you're th- thinking positive thinking positive thinking positive but i have a feeling when we overthink we're overthinking the negative thoughts that's my suspicion and from my experience i would say that definitely happens so now that we know that negative thinking is very common happens frequently happens every other second possibly how do we start to work on this i want to give kind of my uh, thoughts so to speak i mean uh, no pun intended i want to give kind of my opinions on what on what to do with with these things how to kind of work through this i'm not a licensed professional i did though uh graduate in honors program in psychology i do also learn about psychology a lot and have a lot of conversations with people and have my own experiences so that being said i think i can offer some great uh, insight here so the first thing you're supposed to do if you're overthinking because i'm saying we think every other second we have one thought identify the thoughts especially the reoccurring thoughts the thoughts that you can identify as impactful or reoccurring you want to identify the thoughts first you cannot push away the thoughts so it's not good enough to say okay well i don't want to think about that let me think about something else you can't do that there's something called the ironic process theory which is to say that when you try not to think about something it will you will actually think about it more great way of uh demonstrating this let's try this out try not to think about a pink elephant try to not think about a pink elephant for 5 seconds yeah i'm pretty sure you ended up thinking about and actually picturing a pink elephant it's hard to put away thoughts by just trying to say i don't want to think about it you can't do that so whatever's bugging you whatever these reoccurring negative thoughts are you can't just suppress them because these repressed and suppressed thoughts and feelings they come back in subconscious tendencies actions and that's when you get 
traumas for example traumas happen because we don't have we didn't process our thoughts and feelings about things so they come back in different ways in different ways we speak treat people treat scenarios and situations so the ironic process theory is saying don't neglect thoughts instead what i'm saying is identify these thoughts first okay now like i said the trauma trauma can occur when you don't process these thoughts and that's because our emotions are very strong like we are very emotional beings because we have the amygdala that that's going to affect us in a negative way sometimes the amygdala is a very small part of the brain it's actually called the lizard brain because it's a one part of the brain that we share with uh, reptilians like from long from a long time ago this part of the brain has always existed in so many species and creatures because this part of the brain helps us with our fight or flight. I'm sure you've heard of that, if, even if you've taken basic psychology courses. That's the fear-based response. Like, as a human species, as any species in this world, you might die, Like, or actually you will, but you might die unexpectedly. So you have to be prepared for danger. Uh, so you, you have this amygdala, which is a fear-responsive tendency. So you're going to be able to react whether you need to fight or run, you will have a reaction based on the amygdala firing up. Problem is, nowadays, I mean, at least if you're probably listening to this podcast, you're not in constant danger of being killed all the time. No, so your amygdala, if it's firing too much, if it's too expressive, if it's over, being overused, that can lead to, well, we've there's been studies to prove that people that uh, develop autism have um like faster moving or or more activity in the amygdala people with ptsd trauma responses like that those happen from the amygdala so we our brain naturally is going to think about thoughts that are fear-based especially if they're negative so we're very prone to this so that's why it's so important to identify the thoughts and to be able to actually bring conscious awareness to what emotions are there right Thoughts can be positive or negative. Emotions can be positive or negative, and that's where everything starts with the emotion. For example, if you're a PTSD victim of like being in the war, and you know, let's say you were just out on um, Canada's Day or Fourth of July or something, all those fireworks, you might be like excited to see fireworks, but you hear all those pop, 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 and the emotion that comes first is is a kind of like a trauma response from hearing constant gunfire in your pa- in your past. So the emotion comes from the amygdala. But when you acknowledge the th- the actual feeling of like fear, you can interpret that as however you consciously bring to that. So if you bring f- sadness and sc- and feelings of being scared to that emotion from your amygdala, well now that feeling, the next thing is the feeling is I'm scared. I'm not happy. I'm I'm paranoid. The feeling is the conscious awareness you bring to that initial emotion. And these all these all like register and combine and and create our actual thought, whether it's negative or positive. I'm just saying here that the negative emotions, the negative feelings are very like we're prone to that if we don't first identify the thought. If we can't bring the conscious awareness to what we're thinking, our emotions, our our thoughts, our, our feelings are going to, by default, probably be negative. 
they probably will be. So that's a big thing, okay, is understanding your emotions, your feelings, your thoughts, identifying them first so you can understand them. The second thing is acknowledging them. Like actually, when you actually bring awareness to them and you actually you sit down and then think about the thoughts, it's kind of like meta thinking. It's like you're thinking about thinking. <laughs> and how can you do that? Reflection, a great thing like, you know, sitting down, talking to to somebody about your feelings, whether that's a loved one, someone who cares about you, who knows what you're going through. That's why therapy often works. You know, I do coaching myself and we have conversations with with uh, clients to see what they're going through and what their challenges are. And it helps people a lot to sit down and acknowledge their thoughts. Journaling, as I said, so even you can even do this by yourself. You can just journal your thoughts. In my past, I've loved making music because I get to write down what I'm thinking and make it into rhymes and have fun with it, but I'm still just reflecting on my thoughts. So that would always help me in times of anxiety or in high anxious uh, times or moments. So yeah, acknowledging the thoughts are super important. And I don't know, I would argue that nowadays, because of the society, the culture we're in, it's so fast paced. Wake up. I got to go here. I got to go there. I got to do this. I got to do that. When does society promote time for us to do nothing or to slow down and actually get a chance to process our feelings and our thoughts? I would say not that much. So again, if you're not bringing that acknowledgement to your thoughts, if you're not creating time and space to reflect, your thoughts are going to stack and stack and stack and stack. And like I'm saying, they're probably not going to stack in a positive way because overthinking tends to be a negative outcome, tends to be a negative experience. So like I said, first, identify the thoughts, acknowledge them. Secondly, understand them by taking moments to reflect on them. And the best thing you can do once you've done those things, once you've had some time to think about it, I would definitely suggest meditation. 100%. Meditation is the one of the most important skills you'll ever learn in your life. Ever. I, I'm, I'm saying that as someone who hasn't even mastered it. It's a skill. It's not something you try once and you're like, yeah, I'm really good at that. No, it's like it requires constant learning to improve. That's what skills are. You can have all the natural born talent. Like, for example, Michael Jordan, best basketball player. He might have had natural talent, you know, height, athletic ability. But if he didn't constantly practice, the talent would never, you'd never know. Somebody who's less talented but harder working at the skill of playing basketball would be better than Michael Jordan, who's naturally talented. So you got to bring constant learning, constant improvement to this skill of meditation. I've heard so many people when I ask them about meditation, they, they say, no, I'm not good at it. It doesn't work for me. Well, you have to keep trying. It's not going to be easy at first. It's kind of like, okay, I compare meditation to cooking always because me, I'm a decent cook. Like I can cook if I need to, but it's not my favorite thing to do and I'm not the best at it. So even if I got good at cooking by myself and I could cook for myself, there'd be a new challenge. Okay, now cook for a family. Okay, now cook for a, a meeting of a larger group of people. Okay, now cook with people with dietary restrictions. Okay, now cook with professional chefs over here. It's going to get harder and harder and harder. 
So if you're not learning constantly, it's not going to be easy. You're not going to get all the benefits. But even a little bit of cooking, you can have, you have a meal. You have something good from it. Even if I make eggs in the morning for myself, that was cooking, and I have a little meal. So even meditation, even if you do it for like two minutes, you have benefits from it. And then maybe you try for five minutes the next week, and then maybe you try for 10 minutes the next week. The more you do it, the better you get at it, but you always get something from it because what meditation is, it's a moment for you to not push away all your thoughts. You, you really can't. Like I said, a thought every other second, good luck. Good luck getting rid of your thoughts. But what you do in meditation is you get a chance to focus on your thoughts. Like I said, you have to actually identify and go into the thought. Once you do that, they're kind of like waves. You feel the thought, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. You feel it and then it subsides and goes away. And when it goes away and you just think about your breathing, you're just focusing on the... When you're focusing on the breathing, you're actually thinking less. And when you're breathing, you're actually slowing down your sympathetic nervous system, which is the, like you're, you're, you're processing, you're thinking, you're doing, it's a lot of moving and, and things going on. You're actually slowing that down and slowly getting into the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the relaxation. It's the opposite of the fight or flight. So you actually, you actually can get into that mode by just taking deep breaths, slowing down your thoughts, and that skill translates to your entire day where you're actually thinking less overall, which is crazy to say because if we think every other second, imagine if you do meditation and now you have a thought every two seconds. That's like, that's amazing because that's literally like half as many thoughts as someone else. And you get better at it, you get better at it, and then slowly your overthinking reduces. And so, yeah, 100% meditation, please try that. There's so many ways you can get started. Just go on YouTube and search up two-minute meditation, guided meditations. People help you. They give you, like, they talk to you as you meditate, tell you how to sit, tell you what to think about, tell you how to breathe. You know, it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be paid for or expensive. It's free. It's accessible anywhere you go. You can do it anywhere. So that is the negatives, but we're kind of flowing into the positives here. So Anxiety, stress, depression, that is the negative of overthinking. Identify your thoughts, acknowledge them, and then you can finally start meditating. And you can start working through the thoughts and incorporate breathing into your thought, into your thought process. And then you can start to slow down the thoughts on a physical level. Now, I am somebody who does overthink myself, and I do experience anxiety at some points, but I am not an anxious person. So even though I experience anxiety, that does not mean I am an anxious person. I'm not attaching anxiety to me. I'm saying I experience it, but I am not an anxious person. There's a difference there. I'm not I'm not identifying as the negative thing. So when I experience anxiety, the best thing I can do after I've done these this work of identifying, you know, identifying the thoughts, you know, acknowledging them trying meditation and having that as a habit, which I'm working on making that a habit. It's super tough, but I know the importance of it. That I know. When I'm doing all these things, at that point, experiencing overthinking can be a good thing because for me, I move very fast-paced. So for me, this overthinking is actually kind of like a, a gift. I actually interpret it as a good thing. When I experience anxiety, if I'm doing the work and I'm 
and I'm focused on you know being in touch with my thoughts and my and my emotions, I can use this overthinking as productivity. Because productivity requires energy. It requires excitement. And that's kind of the benefits of overthinking. You know, if I'm overthinking a lot about what I have to do tomorrow, perfect. Let me make a schedule for the for the next day. Let me time block my day. So I'm going to say, okay, 7 a.m., uh, read. 8 a.m., do some work. 9 a.m., do a workout. I'm going to take my thoughts and organize them by writing them down. And then... When you're actually in the, doing the things and you're making progress and you're achieving goals, small little goals, I, I took out the trash, I did my laundry, check mark, check mark. This productivity and progress, this reduces your overthinking. It's hard to be doing and thinking. Usually the thinking stops you from doing. So using the overthinking to actually create some momentum in your day, not your life. Let's just start by the day, one day at a time, right? Seeing that progress in your day really helps with the overthinking. So just sitting and doing nothing is not going to help. When you're sitting and doing nothing, that's the best time to identify your thoughts, acknowledge them, slow down, reflect, try meditation. But when you actually have to go out in the world and produce results, which we all have to do, then that's okay. That The, the overthinking might be a good thing when you actually have some sort of goal, some sort of focus, some sort of you know mission of that day or of that moment. And lastly, just working out. Any sort of physical movement is super important to reducing overthinking because, like I said, if you're doing, it's hard to think at the same time. If you're actually in the moment and you're in some sort of flow, flow is very important, okay? I can talk about that later. But when you're in a flow, whether you're working out with somebody, whether you're in the gym by yourself, whether you're even going on a walk, so many benefits to walking, these create endorphins, which is a hormone that is literally tied to positivity, uh, less pain, increased productivity. All these things come from creating endorphins, which comes from movement. It also increases your serotonin levels. Serotonin levels are tied to mood regulation. So not just happiness, but it's regulating the other emotions that you don't want as well. So the positive of of, uh, overthinking is productivity. You can actually use that energy that's inside of you that's inside of your brain and you can translate that to your physical body by working out or mentally prepare for what's coming up and mentally move through your day so yeah i hope that episode this episode here really kind of helped you with your overthinking i think we all overthink there's positive there's negatives to it but i hope that this episode will give you some structure on how to work through your overthinking i'm sure you're listening to this and you've probably related to something I've said, but you know, put it into action. I really want to see everybody that listens to this episode get something, some benefits from this. So let me know if this episode helped you. Please reach out to me at VibingOutWT on Instagram. I'd love to hear what you thought about this episode. Please share it with somebody who you think would benefit from it. I think so many of us would benefit from learning about overthinking, the ups, the downs of it, and what to do with overthinking. Yep. And so then that's all I got to say today. Thank you for listening. Please support the community in any way you can. You can get a t-shirt, the V1 Classic. You can get my book, How to Vibe Out, ebook or audiobook. All the links are in the description of this episode. I appreciate you for being here and I'll see you in our next episode, which is going to be about the body coming in a few days. So I'll see you there. Have a great day. Try not to overthink. And I'll talk to you later, okay? This has been Vibing Out with Texany. I'm your host with the most Texany, a.k.a. Mr. World Vibe, and I'm signing 
out. Peace.